liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Apparently, Prof with that egghead bent the headset again. I mean, can I get my own headset, Justin? I've got a normal head shaped perfectly oval. I don't know what the hell's going on. Amy Jacobson got her earpiece taped on. It's insanity what goes on here. It's a fire drill to run out. And here we are, the Liberty Hour podcast. And I, um, as you know, Justin, because you were working here, I can't keep my big mouth shut. And I don't care what this show is. I can't take it. I can't listen without wanting to call in. It's an illness. 312-642-5600 if you share from the same affliction. But yesterday, I was listening to the uh, Mike Gallagher show. And I have, you know, the benefit of being involved with 560 is I have met Mike Gallagher on a couple of occasions. And, and like Dennis Prager, two of the nicest guys in the world. They really are. And I met him at an event when Jeannie Ives was challenging seven-foot-as-stupid Bruce Rauner. <clears throat> they had a fundraiser. Yeah, feel free to leave that coughing. Um, they had a fundraiser, like Trump. You know, he gets mad when you cough in his thing. But anyway, they had a fundraiser, and I, I met him, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this guy's big time, man. Mike Gallagher, he's nationwide. And I disagree with Mike Gallagher 85% of the time, but I get it. I get what he's doing in the same way I get why Sean Hannity repeats the same thing over and over again for the first 45 minutes of his show. I get it. You have to set the table. You got to get all the people on board. You got to say, okay, everybody think united. Because in their mind, and, 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 and by the way, they're right to a certain extent, it is a lesser of two evil battle. And they know, you, I mean, come on, Mike Gallagher knows that Trumponomics is a Keynesian soiree scam. He really, first of all, everybody selling Trumponomics knows it, and they either benefit directly or indirectly from it. There are very few people talking about principles in anything. And that's what I find infuriating, and that's why I can't keep my big mouth shut. Because the thing about principles is sometimes you have to have them even when it doesn't benefit you. The thing about fundamentals is you can lie, but you cannot deny. Eventually, they will come back to bite you in the ass, no matter how it's set up. Um, So I always laugh because when I went up to Mike Gallagher, I'm thinking to myself, how do you do this? Do you uh, say, hey, Mike, you know, I... I'm a big fan when you're really, I am a big fan of the person of not the information per se. How do you, how do you walk that thing? You say, Mike, listen, and the reality is, you know what he's doing is a tremendous service. You don't have to agree with what he's saying, but there are people out there that don't want the information. We call them the willful ignorant. And you know something for those of us who have kids, a lot of us are like that. My kids are like that. They're willfully ignorant. They don't want to know. What dad has to do to make the money? She want the money. 
right? That is truly the, the flaw of man. It's, it, it is the true antithesis of greed to me, which is when you covet someone else's money, greed is not when you want to keep your own. So society has flip-flopped those definitions. So the reality is we are in a country where most of society isn't arguing to keep their own property. They're arguing about how to spend and control other people's property. Really, that's my whole thing. So that if I don't care if you want to call yourself a Republican or a Democrat, if your argument is, I know what's better for you than you, you're a tyrant. That has always been my philosophy, and I try to uh, correct that even when it's said by people of the so-called Republican viewpoint. So I don't listen to a lot of cattle drive radio, which is what I call it, although I like the man. So I go up to him at Jeannie Ives' event, and I say, hey, Mike, you know, I'm Sean, and, and uh, at the time I, Dan was there, and I think a couple people from the radio station, and uh, one of the, the managers goes, yeah, Sean has a show. He's like, yeah, I, I know. I said, I was in a Twitter war with you. He goes, yeah, I, I, I kind of know. And I like, I like your perspective. He said, you know, I, I, I look from time to time, and I like your perspective. So I, I felt he was a very nice guy. So I don't call often, but um, and people go, do you have a special phone number? No, I call a regular number like everybody else. Um, but yesterday in particular, he was discussing the, the line in the sand of, look, once again, we are forced into the lesser of two evils, and like them or hate them, it's time to get behind them as he launches his, uh, his campaign in Florida and Gallagher's going down there and, you know, they're going to rah, rah, shish, boom, bah, cheer against your own self-interest and we're going to promote national populism for the next year and four months, which is going to drive me insane. And probably if you're listening to this podcast, it's going to drive you insane as well. Um, so he was talking about it and I was thinking back to Father's Day in my, in my uh, wife's family. And I was thinking back to the interviews of Buddha Gig, this this old communist dog, Bernie Sanders, or the bring your daughter to Congress, Dimwit or Casio Cortez. And I'm thinking, how is the worker that the actual guy I the union guy I disagree with, the guy who lies to himself that he's not a socialist and pretends he's a uh, a, a, a hard work in the whole thing, the whole nine yards, when the whole reality is if he was what he said, he would be repulsed by the idea of a union, which guarantees pay and, and labor extortion forever. And everything a union touches, every industry that it touches is doomed for failure and bankruptcy. But we have to play the game that uh, the American socialist is somehow better than the foreign socialist. I get it. So I was listening to uh, Gallagher, and I had to call. I'm assuming it's this one that says 2.36 minutes, but we'll find out. How good do you think Trump's chances are in 2020? Sean's going to weigh in. Hey, Sean, welcome to the Mike Gallagher Show. Michael, always appreciate you. Now, I'm the guy that disagrees with you. I'm going to argue with, like, your buddy this morning. We're going to reenact it just a, just a tad. Because <laughs> as I call you, I'm the rarest of all Americans. I'm the true minority. I am a John Locke fundamentalist. I am a capitalism purist. So I reject a lot of Trumponomics. You know that. You could tell. But in, in Chicago, Illinois, I'm even more scarce. So I married into a Union Democrat family, and I see their perspective. You understand? And I'm not talking about forklift drivers. I'm talking the higher echelon. Yeah. Here's what Trump did that was brilliant, and here's why you don't have to worry. He completely decimated the working Democrat, and he stole them. And the Democrats know this. 
And that's why they are in a tizzy. Remember, remember the speech that, that Michael Moore, I played it all through the campaign last year. I'll probably bring it out of mothballs again this year. Remember the Michael Moore speech where he talked directly about working Democrats and hardworking blue-collar union members who were so fed up with the way they had been shafted and the way they had been treated by the system, and he promised to blow up the system and benefit them, and because of that, that's why he's going to win. Remember that speech? Of course I do. Now, now think about how they view things. Do you think they're going to look at this weekend at Bernie's Joe Biden and they're going to say, yeah, I want him in charge. A guy who has never achieved anything, a liar. That's all coming out. You could see it in his face or one of these socialist children. You think they're going to look at, at a Pete Buttigieg standing up there in his little miniature costume and they're going to say, yeah, I want this guy in charge. Of course not. What do, we here's, what, what, what do you mean we have to? So what do we have to argue about? My goodness, we got nothing to argue about, Sean. It's a rare day. You and I are in lockstep agreement. I mean, you, all you're yes, missing I'll, is your MAGA hat. Right, I'll call back and we'll go over Trumponomics, <laughs> and I'll show you the Keynesianism in it later. But I, I want know, you to enjoy I, I got today. it. I got it. I know. And well, listen, I pre, I, you're, I know you're you're all big about your 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 economic opposition to the president's tax cuts. I know that eighty percent of Americans enjoyed tax cuts. Uh, this past year, and the economy is roaring, the stock market is soaring, and all is right in the world. Hey. That's Sean in Chicago. He loves to get through Hey, we don't mind. Put him through every time. AM 560, the answer in Chicago. First of all, I'm never going to get used to the sound of my own voice. I can't stand it. Can't stand it. It's hard to listen to yourself. But I, I wanted to keep that on because I wanted to keep it on towards the end. Because there's a couple of, of things that they have to hit. They're going to hit consistently because whether it's true or not, it's like the Democrats on one side. Whether it's true or not, just say it enough, and it's not a lie if you believe it, and it'll hit the, it, it, everybody's going to be great. But I do believe in the broader point I was saying. The working American, the self-deceiving socialist, is not, in my opinion, going to turn over the American presidency to a mini-failure, fraud, like Pete Buttigieg. They are not going to turn it over to a 78-year-old buffoon, walking gaff line, like Joe Biden. Now everyone is talking about the roar of Elizabeth Warren. That's just screams coming from her husband in the bedroom. That's not a roar of Elizabeth Warren. She's spewing the same garbage as the other 24 buffoons. The problem I have is that so is Trump. And that's the broader point. That If you listen to a lot of the specificity in their issue, there are mere images of each other. That's the point of what I was saying. But I wanted to address specifically, and I'm going to get back to the lesser of two evils, and Gallagher and Hannity, they're right. These guys are right. I, I guess if you're going to hit the wall, hit it at 30, not 100 miles an hour, right? Isn't that the point we're arguing? See, I'm still like a dog with a bone. I don't want to give up the broader point of eighty per, tax cuts for 80% of the people, right? This is, this is going to be the tagline. This is why I wanted to play the Gallagher, him saying it. Tax cuts for 80% of the people. This is as deceptive as the uh, Pritzker tax cuts for the middle class. It's the same deception, right? So they tweak the numbers. And the evidence of what I'm saying 
and I don't want you to ever forget it and keep it in mind anytime you hear this, is that revenue to the government is at all-time record levels higher than any time in the history of the United States of America, bar none, and it is on pace to continue and double what it was when Bush was in president. It was the president. So in other words, the government will make double very soon what it made when 9-11, before 9-11. And, and most of us remember that. And it's amazing. You say, well, how could that possibly be if said rates are tinkered with, right? So your income will go here and your corporate tax will go here and yada, yada, yada. The devastation of, a, of, a, of bad economic policy and the devastation of hidden taxes cripples the, 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 the working man far greater than the tweaking of, of uh, income rates help him. So it's, it's not difficult to think about, hey, I gave a tax cut to 80% of the Americans, but those 80% are the ones who need the lowest prices on goods more than anybody. A rich man doesn't give a shit what something costs. He doesn't care what a gallon of gas is more than an inconvenience that he can throw at his children when arguing. A rich man isn't affected by penalties of choice because his choice is unlimited. So the, the, very, the very people that are bastardized are the people who cheer for it. The people who, whose wealth is destroyed are the people who are sometimes cheering for the, the policies that hurt them. That's my problem with Republicans. And in order for us to get back to a time when you could have the creation of wealth, this is a very important thing. And we pick our socialists, socialist topic to argue about. And it happens because what we're arguing about is 10 times worse. There's no question about it. I get a lot of this when I criticize Republicans and Trump. What are you, a, a liberal? Well, I mean, that's a whole other word. But what are you, a Democrat? No, no, no. Democrats aren't Democrats. Republicans are. These policies that Gallagher is stoking and Hannity regurgitates and Trump implements... These are Democrat policies. And what has happened to the Democrats? Well, they're really hardcore communists. And do you think that's I why he's a billionaire? Because he pays his workers starvation wages? And I think it's certainly a part of the equation when you have a very large workforce and you underpay every single person. Um, and then you also participate in... You know, in, in taking billions of dollars of government subsidies, I think that that's, that could be part of it. So one demonizes people and success in its, in its form. The other demonizes freedom and choice. These are where we're at in America, right? So let's take on the dumbest side of first. And that is Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders. Ocasio-Cortez has decided shrewdly to specifically demonize individuals who even in a very complex Rube Goldberg tax system and, and operating system for business have managed to succeed in it because they're easy to hate because it taps into the jealous covetous of society. So she goes after specific billionaires in the same fashion Bernie Sanders does, in the same fashion Occupy Wall Street did, which is a shame because they were right on principle, wrong on, on direction. Um, she goes after the specific billionaires because everybody hates them, right, in some form, way of, or another. I don't. I think it's amazing 
I recognize that it is only in a system that's been implemented for 250 years, capitalism. That's it. That's all it's been implemented. That's what built America. Because it doesn't steal. It is not a zero-sum game. This is what the con men want you to believe. And those con men come as Republicans, too, where they want you to believe it's zero-sum. They're stealing our money. They're eating our lunch. Billionaires are taking from the poor. They're, 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 they're corrupting. They're underpaying workers. They're, yeah, it's, do you understand the parallels in these views? Now, Ocasio-Cortez does it in a more direct fashion. The Republicans under Trump do it in an indirect fashion. And instead of demonizing people, they demonize countries. That's the only difference. But it is based on the falsehood that the economy is zero-sum. And that is a lie. All can win in a transaction. There are no losers because our individual definition of value is the difference. That is the main thing to focus on. A farmer has an individual definition of success. I plant said seed here. I need my profit to be a minimum here. We have created a system of trading and futures that allows him to lock in. Now, they don't have to do that anymore under Trump because we bail these son of a bitches out. And here's the other thing. They're not really people anymore. They're corporations who buy people like front groups, kind of like Republicans and lobbyists. So don't buy into the old 1840 where they got the straw hat. They're plowing the fields. That's all bullshit. They got wives and, and, and pickup trucks that cost more than most of your houses because we subsidize and we guarantee their profit. That's not really capitalism. So that's what Ocasio-Cortez can always rail against. And she's right. So that's the thing to remember. What exactly are we discussing? That the economy is zero sum or that capitalism and the economy have created systems where all win? This is the, the main thing when I used to trade commodities. I would, I would hear people, oh, for every winner, there's two losers. What are you, an idiot? It's not true at all. The company that is using the, the, the future system to lock in profit or avoid loss, limit their loss, that's a win for them. They've got the hard commodity. The speculator who buys it or sells it may win or lose, but where he goes with that trade, they may win or lose. It's not zero sum. Everybody can win. When I was down there, I was a small trader, right? Five lots, 10 lots, two lots, whatever I could get. And if I bought a, uh, uh, let's just for simple math, I bought a pork belly at uh, 30 and I sold it at 50. I won. Did the guy who buy it at 50 and then sold it at 80? He won too. See, you can all win. And the farmer who sold it to me at 30, he won. Everybody can win in a system of true capitalism. It's the same thing with trade. You're you're taking advantage of their definition of value. That's why when you call people who call for free trade globalists, you're an idiot. The globalist is Trump and his ilk. And the globalist is Ocasio-Cortez and her ilk. They're the real globalists, globalists because they want to set standard for all. They're stealing your freedom they're stealing your liberty because they're, they're, they're wrapping it in a virtue of someone else's need. That's not America, man. America is about your individual need. That's why I reject all of this nonsense. There are no universal needs. They just sell you that there are. And it, it solves every single issue we face today. Whether it's the falsehood of Social Security, the falsehood of public schools, the falsehood of minimum wage. This is all poppycock. And what it does is it destroys the America that has built up from nothing. None of these rules. In fact, socialism, I always say socialism is very expensive. But the socialism they implement is what bankrupts the people. 
And in every bastion of socialism, you can see the troubles, whether it's Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, whatever the case may be. It is the systems that they're implementing that are destroying it. The answer to it is not more of it. And that's what Gallagher sells. And he points to manipulated things. 80% of tax cuts. That's bullshit. Otherwise, your revenue wouldn't be what it is, number one. Number two, you've hidden the way you tax these poor people because you hid it in in, in an increased value of their items they need. And here's the diabolical part of it. It's not just the said tariff. That's bullshit. That's okay, fine. That's 25%. That increases the other taxes among the process of consumption. So you're taxing the the importer, who's then taxing the manufacturer, who's then taxing the the consumer. And then at the end, the consumer pays another value tax called sales tax on a higher price than he would ever have. You see why they love the willful ignorance of the American people? Because they're raping us. It's like being a Chicagoan. Oh, we're going to double the gas tax. Well, I'm already paying this, and I'm already paying the income tax. We're going to increase it here, but if you make here, it'll be, it won't be a big deal. You're going to get a break. No, you stupid son of a bitch. You're costing me in the, from the get-go. From the minute I open my eyes to the minute I go to bed, it's cost me more. Whether I make more or less is irrelevant. You've increased all of our costs for living, for breathing, for consumption. And I've got to pick between these two con men. And every once in a while, it'll show you that you there is no good guy in the fight. And this is why I picked up this mantle and I saw the people argue because they didn't like John Stewart, right? But if you listen to what John Stewart was saying, he was arguing against the, the, the political manipulation of laws, taxes, bills, and spending. That this they have built on this parliamentary procedure to not just deceive you whether you pay taxes of consumption or income or whatever the case may be, but to deceive you even when they pass their socialist BS, even when it passes, they hide the way that they, it, they lied to you about the way they could spend it. So I have John Stewart clips here, and I want to play him, and then the retort by old lady face Mitch McConnell, that walking embarrassment, embarrassment, who has not only enriched himself, but his wife and her Chinese family back in China. It is, it is diabolical. It is the same corruption that we argue against Joe Biden and his moron son. Let's see if I got the right clip here, kid. No, Mitch McConnell. I am not bent oh, out of no, shape. That's I mean, the wrong clip. That's the wrong clip. Sorry. Sorry. But I'm not, I'm not bent out of shape. Oh, I guess we got it all. So you all know I, the John Stewart clip where he went and argued, in my opinion, very articulately about something that was passed to the first responders immediately after September 11th is that the government said, look, obviously you guys can't all be dying from the same cancer as a coincidence. Obviously the fact that you you ran in and you tried to help the people and you were involved in this rescue attempt after the attacks of September 11th, you have gotten sick because of that, because of the dust, because of everything that happened towards that. So we as a, as a country are going to stand behind you. We're going to pay your bills. Now Mitch McConnell, scumbag that he is, since this happened, has been tweaking that, attaching that spending to other things he needed for his lobbyist payoff pimps so that he could whore the political power he has seized as one senator, one from Kentucky, controls all the spending for what has happened to the 9-11 responders. That, that in itself infuriates me. So let's hear from this scumbag himself. 
Last uh, week or two ago, we passed a, a, a supplemental uh, for the floods, you know, storms, damages right. we had in Puerto Rico and Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Nebraska. In the Senate, we wanted to add to it uh, roughly $5 billion the president's requested to deal not with the wall, but just the humanitarian part of the crisis. At the- now, do you see what they do? You, you passed the one idea, right? We're going to do this, but we're going to tie it to this. Why? And why do the American people tolerate this? Hey, stupid, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. I don't send my wife to the grocery store and she says, I'm going to go buy steaks and comes back with Jimmy Choo shoes. No, it doesn't work like that. Well, I had to buy the Jimmy Choo shoes. They were in the way of the steak. Well, you're a liar and he's a liar. You see the problem? Border. The Democrats insisted on stripping it out. So I'm going to bring it up freestanding. Why'd you tie uh, it in, stupid? And see if they really aren't interested in dealing with this massive humanity that we have to take care of at the border. Uh, What's the objection? This is not about the wall, but about the humanitarian crisis. Actually, I think it's safe to say the president is getting more cooperation out of Mexico than he is out of congressional Democrats. Man, are we being played here? This is the that was the border stuff. I wanted his retort to or his response to uh, John Stewart. Let me see. Well, many things that Congress have at the last minute. We have never failed to to address this issue, and we will address it again. I don't know why he's all been out of shape, but. We, we will take care of the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. Why I think he was you? shocked that when he was uh, appearing before that committee, I believe it was in the House, uh, so few members showed up that day. Well, that frequently happens because members have a lot of things going on at the same time. Uh, and it sounds to what me like he's looking shit. for some way to take offense. There's no way we won't address this problem appropriately. We have in the past and we will again in the future. It will be fully funded. Yeah. Hey, scumbag scumbag it's 2019 it's 18 years ago past 18 years ago you've been playing hide and go seek with it since then because you want to tie it to your farm bill to pay your kentucky farmers that are greasing the wheels back home where your name appears on every other building scumbag but you're the good guy though right this is the republican leader of the senate this is the guy that's going to stop the impeachment process i mean how stupid do you have to be to want this son of a bitch in there And by the way, you know something, Mitch? At the end of the day, when it comes out about you and the wife, how it already has, and it just for some reason doesn't catch steam, whenever it is in the future, you better put a urinal cake on your tombstone because it's obvious what a scumbag you are to everybody. Obvious. And you made my tour. I told you about my tour, kid, right? Ever tell you about this? I got a little problem. Might as well confess it here on the podcast. If I don't like somebody and they pass away before me, I have a propensity to visit them. An, ever test, an everlasting rest in peace. And I make sure they get watered down a little bit, a little sprinkler system. It's my way of saying, ha-ha, winner. So that's what we're going to all do. I, and now I've got a bunch of politicians on the tour. In fact, when I drive the floor, I could barely get there. I stop off in every state. Got to drink a lot of coffee. That's the problem, is that none of this comes out until after they're gone. This low-life scumbag was elected in the 80s when Fuzzy Zeller wore a size 32 when he played the Open. That's how long this guy's been in. Zanzibouts with the pockets up in front. They were, ooh, look at those new pants. That's when Mitch McConnell was elected. In fact, he was elected when you could walk around with that pixie old lady hairdo and be, still be considered a man. And you're worried about Pete Buttigieg? We got our own fruitcakes in there. That's the problem. Tying, deceiving, lying scumbag that he is.
And here's the other thing, John Stewart. You don't have to like John Stewart. I don't like John Stewart. He's wrong on 90% of the issues. Do we have the character to say when he's right, he's right? I'm not a socialist guy. I don't believe in socialism. This is not socialism. This is a unique issue that guys who were in an attack on behalf of that when America was attacked, they ran in there, they rescued, they lost half of their guys. You said you'd pay their bills. Now you're trying to negotiate with them for 30%. Why can't we negotiate with the pension recipients from the street department in Chicago? Why? No, they, we can't touch them. Got to get my, it's cuts there, it's 100%. We made them a promise. We made them a promise. What about this? And this is the Republican doing it. See, to me, and I will say this to the end, I expect the socialist communist scumbag to attack me. I don't expect the, the guy who says he's a Republican to do it. I expect uh, Chuck Schumer to do this. I don't expect this old lady-faced Republican to do it. So I'm in a, a, rare, a rare position where I spot the fallacies and the lies. Can't you? And, and that's the only way we're going to change this. That's the only way we're going to change this. You can never change the opponent because they, they, they're 180 degrees in principle and philosophy and fundamentals. You can only change your side. The idea that this man has won for 40 years is double as upsetting as a little Dick Durbin in Chicago. Little Dick Durbin is always going to win. He'll be the senator until he doesn't want to be anymore. Because the system that put him there is a system built, inhabited of covetous Soviet socialists lying to themselves. That's what Illinois is. That's what Chicago is. And that's who the politicians are. Because they truly do represent the people. My problem is if we're going to fight this back and we're really going to lose, pick the lesser of two evils, pick for the side of righteousness and principle and freedom. That is what we need to pick on. The idea that, that our alternative to Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin is Mitch McConnell makes me want to take another shower, and I just got out of it. They have a thing that they like to do. And it is that they're, they're always selling someone else's need as a moral claim against somebody else's property or life. That's the real basis of socialism. My property, my life cannot be leveraged away from me because someone else has a greater need to it. That's slavery. It is the same when it is sold by the Republican or the Democrat. To me, the lines are so blurred. Elizabeth Warren's economic policy sounds like Donald Trump's by Tucker Carlson's definition. That Bernie Sanders' foreign trade policy is the exact same as Donald Trump's. That Ocasio-Cortez's Medicare for all sounds a hell of a lot like the replacement that the Republicans keep talking about, repeal and replace. That government spending is never addressed. It's like in Illinois. That's why we have a primate perspective of it. The spending is never touched because it is deemed virtuous. It is deemed a necessity. And I'm telling you, it is because we've collaborated with the cancer that metastasizes beyond the stage four, and that is socialism. And that's how you see in, as Republicans, people who fought in World War II, Korea, Vietnam, they still use the word entitled to. I'm entitled to it. So to me, you're going to have a, a, a system where the country is going to split up. I truly believe that there will be another 
move of secession, either in the next two to four years or absolutely unequivocally if Donald Trump loses 2020. That's what I think. Because ultimately, the recognizing of the states that pretend to be the most virtuous and the most serving of the most needy, those are the states to avoid. Those are the states to move out of. And you know who ruined those states? Not the corrupt socialist Democrats like Burke. They didn't ruin it. Madigan, they didn't ruin it. Who ruined it are the Republicans that allowed it to happen. The Republicans who open up the gaming rooms the whole time voting on gaming laws like Bill Brady. The Republicans with the lobbyist brothers like Durkin. What destroys, what destroyed Illinois was the lackluster fecklessness of the Illinois Republican. What is going to destroy our America as we fight for it the whole time we pretend that we're national populists are the Mitch McConnells and the Donald Trumps of the world. Sorry, just the way it is. So if we can achieve nothing, let's achieve the fact that we are willing to implement force just in a better management style than Ocasio-Cortez. Because that's what we're going to hear for the next year and a half. That's what Mike Gallagher was preaching. The whole time point to the 80% tax cuts in the same way the socialist, the Obama socialist, points to Obamacare now covering 80% of the people. Forget about the reality of those people and how these socialist programs have destroyed destroyed the wealth of the true working man in the country. Those of us who, who are self-employed pay our, our insurance 2200 a month. It's destroying us. The costs of that are as ridiculous as the costs of tariffs being implemented on our most, uh, our most essential commodities. Do not be deceived by the hidden totalitarian despotism. And that's what we're selling here. Even when you wave the flag of Republicans, even as we celebrate... Uh, Donald Trump's re-election of national populism. It's important because here's the difference. Our side can be corrected. Their side can never be. It's only going to get worse. They're only going to turn more into the, 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 the socialism that Bernie Sanders pretends is virtuous. It's going to become more of a Soviet system. Do not let us become more of a Venezuelan system. All right, so I have to go back to work. We've got bosses in the other room. We'll be back tomorrow. Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. Thank you so much for listening.